Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi there and welcome everybody to the Wednesday warm-up. I am joined by Ian Mitchell today. How are you doing, Ian? Oh, good, mate. Yeah, glad to be here as always. And we've got Alex as well there. How are you doing today, Alex? Doing all right, lads. Doing all right. That's good. Well, as always, we've got uh, plenty to talk about in today's show. Just a wee FYI before anybody, uh, I'm sure I don't need to tell people that are tuning in and watching this, there is the Rangers Glasgow Cup game on YouTube, so if you want to fire that on while listening to us talk nonsense at the same time, um, that will be ideal. But on that note, we're going to try something a wee bit um, different tonight. We'll try and have Ross joining us live from, from Ibrox around about half time. Um, just to see, give us a wee update in the game, how it's going. So if you've got any questions, if you are watching that game, you want you want to ask Ross about it, um, fire them in here and <laughs> I'll put them in the spot uh, later on and we can all watch on Panic Live on, on uh, YouTube as well. Um, but yeah, in terms of that, we've got loads to talk about. Um, the somewhat, well, I think it's a bit of surprising news that Antonio Cholak looks like he, he might be off leaving Rangers. There's been a few rumours about that. We'll get the guys' thoughts on that. Um, we'll discuss that Ryan Jack looks heavily rumoured to be signing a one-year deal. We'll see if we think that's a good idea or see if there's any other players that the guys um, would, would have uh, would sign in a contract extension as well. Um, Tavin Tillman with the PFA Team of the Year. Have we as fans maybe been a bit harsh on, on, on their season, um, given that, well, we haven't won anything, but it looks like other players in the league have, have said these guys have been outstanding um, and, and made the team of the year. A few transfer links uh, that we'll get into that includes Trusty, Carlan Grant, Hadji Wright, and uh, that's not two people, by the way, that's just one guy, and uh, Kieran Dowell um, from Norwich, who I know um, Todd Cantwell was asked about in his press conference, and then obviously there's the the small matter of a of an old fun game at the weekend. So um we'll certainly get the guys' thoughts on that as always. But as always, regular viewers, we keep to know that I like a week on this day. A couple of honourable mentions for birthdays um before we continue. That's number one, Captain Davy Weir. Um wishing him his fifty third birthday and European Cup winners cup winner Colin Steen a happy seventy sixth birthday as well. But on this day back in two thousand eleven it's Walter Smith's last game at Ibrooks. Um and we all know what the next game was, was, was away, away to Kilmarnock. Um, uh, in the second spell, he won three league titles, two Scottish Cups, three League Cups, and there were so many personal accolades in those three, four years that I couldn't I couldn't write them all down. Um, Lafferty and Jelovic scoring that game was some of the worst rain I've ever seen in my life at that game. Um, I'll come to you first, then, Ian. Um, do you remember the game at all? And, and what was your memories of, of Walter Smith in, in that second spell? I remember just... The emotion of it all just it didn't seem real at the time like he was leaving. Um, obviously, we know we knew for a while, I think he was going, but just that realization setting in that oh my god, Walter's not going to be, be the man in charge anymore. Um, the game itself, as you say, was, was almost a, a washout given the weather, but 
yeah, it's, it's just I remember the scenes at the end. He went round. I'm sure his kids and his grandkids all came on the pitch as well with him. He was walking about with them in his arms, just pretty emotional stuff. But he's a, he's a special man. Obviously, I think everyone in the comments, everyone here loves him and misses him dearly. So a great guy. Yeah, well said, um, Alex. I, I, I'm sure you're in the sort of same boat as us. Is that I, I can't really remember his first spell at Rangers that well, but I mean. When, when you talk, it's crazy when you look at it in context. That his second spell, and he won three three leagues in a row. Like I said two Scottish Cups and, and three League Cups. I mean, I, I, there's not enough superlatives you can use about Walter Smith. But what what does the, the great man mean to yourself? Yeah, I think especially considering the resources at the time, especially that second spell. If you look at some of the players we had floating around, like uh, uh you know, some of the names, Mervan Shellick, you know. Legends of the game. <laughs> uh, what's it? Aaron, Aaron Niguez, you know, like the fact he how he accomplished so much with uh, so little in his second spell is just uh, just ridiculous. I think. I think he's he, in 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 general he's probably the best or one of the best defensive organizers British football's ever created. And I think the fact that he was with us for so long also showed how. Uh, like the measure of a man and the character of a man he was, his loyalty and his commitment, his passion for the Glasgow Rangers, you know. So I think you can't really uh, do justice with just words, you know, for what he was to the club and to all of the fans. Yeah, that's exactly it. I said you could you could dedicate about 20 hours worth of podcast and to Walter Smith and every aspect of his game. But yeah, that, that was it. I think that's certainly why I, I love defending in a game and, and when I did play football that that's why I was I was a defender as well just because I've seen those great Walter Smith teams and I mean if you can go away down to Old Trafford and get a 0-0 draw at, at, against Man United with uh, Kirk Broadfoot playing at, at, at right back then I think you must know a thing or two um, about, about football there but um, yes look Ian I'll come to you in this sort of uh, wee first point here um, I, I said that, I said it earlier on I'm surprised that there's been links with, with Antonio um, Cholak away from Rangers Um He's made 38 appearances um, in all uh, competitions this year, scoring the goal against uh, PSV Eindhoven, obviously to get us to the to the Champions League proper, which was well, it was a, it was a good good read by Tillman and a great pass, and all he had to do was was put it in the net. But you've got to be there to do that. I think that maybe sums up the the sort of type of player that he is. He scored 17 goals in, in total. Before we get into on or onto the rumours that he is leaving, he's away. What have you made of his his first um, season at Rangers so far? I mean, I, I think you need to call it a success in a way. I mean, he's came from, from a foreign league. He's never experienced Scottish football or Scotland before. And he's never had the greatest record his last few seasons. It was sort of like five, six, seven goals per season. So it wasn't like incredible numbers, but he's been pretty effective. I mean, especially that first sort of six months of the season, he was scoring sort of every week, it seemed. Um, especially at a time where Morelos wasn't there and we had obviously Ruth's constant issues. So we'd been a lot worse off. If Cholak hadn't come in, obviously you mentioned the Champions League goal and it's a tap-in, but you need to be there. So again, like you say, it's, it's a vital goal, but I'm not as surprised as you seem to be about him going because since Bielke came in, he's barely got a sniff. I know he's been injured a lot of the time, but even when he's been fit, he's been on the bench and he's not impacted games from the bench. So I don't see him as a starter under Bill. So I think it fits this whole... There's a small crop of players that we've got where they will get as a decent fee which we can then reinvest in the squad. I think he sort of ticks that bill. We paid, what, one and a half million, up to two million, something like that for him. Yeah, Probably make a profit, not a big one, but I'd imagine a slight profit. Makes sense to me. If he's not going to play, may as well get rid of him. As sad as that will be, because he is Tony Goals, and I do like him, but needs must. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, one of the most handsome men ever. A great yeah. football pitch in Scotland, going as well, and, and that that's one of the greatest football nicknames. Even just purely for the fact that it winds up Ross every single time. <laughs> um, it's it said, um, Alex Oferahill here says Cholak was what kept us in the running at the start of the season. Hope he stays. He did. He fit really, really well into that that Van Bronckhorst system, which it. It pains me to say um, that's certainly been a criticism that's, that's been levelled at him, you know, that he, he doesn't fit in with this, this Beal time. And that's why, you know, with injuries and, and stuff like that, that's why he has faced a lot less game time under Michael Beal. How, how have you rated his first season so far at, at Rangers? 
I, I'd struggle to rate it too highly. I think, you know, obviously, you know, he scored a lot of goals. He had a rich in the form of the beginning of the season. But you have to you have to think, especially against the teams we're playing in the league, any strike would probably score a few goals for us, you know. And, we, you know, we're not, we don't, we shouldn't really just measure him by these games. The same way scouts down south or whatever won't judge a Rangers player by league games or judge him by European games and old firms. He's, he's struggled to kind of affect the really big games, you know, the group stage in the Champions League. He's, well, the whole team was terrible, but you know what I mean. Uh, old firms, he's, he's not really, you know, made his mark on any of them. You know, you could you could put any number of strikers in the league at number nine for Rangers, and we'd score at Fir Park every week. You know, but uh, and, and and the fact that Beal's come in and he's not seen him as someone to be relied on, even when our other striker options we've not exactly got a wealth of options. You know, it it, it definitely it definitely seems like it's probably the, uh, the end for his Rangers career just as soon as it started. But I. Uh, I won't. I won't lose too much sleep over. I don't think. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's very, very fair comment. You know, um, Ian, a couple of comments here. Teddy Bear says Cholak is like every player. If the money is correct, then we sell him. Afraid, which is, is exactly what you were saying with that we sort of crop of players. Yep. I think Ben Davies maybe falls into that category. Yep. Bonham Barisic falls into that category as well. Um, but I'll maybe put you in the spot a wee bit here. RSC fifty six says, "What's the rumored fee?" Um, Obviously, there has been a few things. I think it's the United States and Germany that he's been linked to. Mm. I know recently he changed to a sort of German-based footballing agency um, over there. What what would you take? What what would you say was reasonable money for for, for Cholak? Given that we did pay that, that I think it was one point, as you said, one point five for uh, Palk in Greece. Yeah, I think any form of profit is fine. To be honest, like I say, if we sold for one million or less, I I wouldn't be too fond of it. Quite annoyed, to be honest. But anything north of sort of two million, I think we've done good business there. It's sort mm. of this whole trading model thing, as we always bang on about. It's got a lot of negative feedback the last few months. Obviously, the, the Kent situation, we didn't sell at the right time. Morelos didn't sell at the right time. Kamara didn't sell. So I don't see his value going up any if we do just keep him on the bench because, like I say, he's not an impact kind of player. So Mm-hmm. Forget two million, two and a half. That's that suits me. Seems a good deal, I think. I, when you go sorry. out, sorry. I was going to say, I, I've I've got no problem breaking even on him, or uh, you know, I mean, as you said, he scored seventeen goals. You know, we've definitely, you know, if if we sell him for the same price we got him, you'd be hard pressed to say we haven't got our money's worth out of him. You know, for the wages that he's, he's he'll have been on. If we, you know, if we sell at the same price that we got, we've got a, a prime, what one of his prime physical seasons where we've got seventeen goals um, and broken even, or we've paid his wages. Really, I've, I've got no problems with that whatsoever. Yeah, I'll stick with you, Alex. Like, do you think it's a bit of a risk though, selling him, given that? I mean, if he goes, I mean, Bills confirmed that Morelos is off skating this summer. Mm. Roof, I'm just. He might as well not play for Rangers anymore with with his injury record as as much as that pains me to to see. But I mean, as you said there, it's been a long time since I think we've had a a third choice goal scorer that has scored. Because let's not forget, at the start of the season, that's what he was brought in to do. Mm. He was brought in to to occupy that that third um, starting position, so to speak. And uh, I think seventeen goals is a, is a pretty decent return. That do you think it would be foolish for for Rangers to to let him go? At the very least, without having secured someone to come in, I mean, I, well, the team's probably the backroom staff probably outlined replacements anyway for at least Morris, if not Roof and Sherlock as well. I think, um, I think if, if we let him go, we, we didn't bring him in to uh, play virtual, which we brought him in to start, and we brought him in to score, and he, he started and he scored. And he stopped starting and he stopped scoring. You know, that's just the nature of a game. You can only uh, play the game for players you've got now. And if he's not playing the game, then, you know, there's no keeping him around. I don't think we've got to be ruthless. Like we're always saying, we've got to be ruthless with transfers. We've got to be ruthless with the squad we have. But then, you know, some folk are saying, oh, well, we should keep him around just because he's not 
these other two players well no Roof and morale shouldn't matter if he's not great we should get rid of him regardless you know of uh for options because we'll have the ability to bring in strikes for some regardless you know? Yeah, and just to clarify for Douglas McIntyre here, uh, Cholak doesn't fit the style of play unless you want Geo back. Absolutely not. <laughs> just to say, yeah, I think um, we've paid for, for enough therapy for, for that already. Um, Ian, I'll come to you here on the next few points here. It's not been confirmed yet, but it's heavily, heavily reported in several uh, media outlets that it looks increasingly like that Ryan Jack, who's now 31, and I, I couldn't believe he was 31, which is... Crazy. Um, it's going to sign a one-year contract extension to keep him here until the summer of 2024. Do you think this is a sensible move? Do you think that we should be looking at other players here, or, or would you quite happily keep Ryan Jack um, for for another season? Uh, I'm very much in the old Ryan Jack fan club, so I love Ryan Jack. I think he makes us a much better team. He makes us defensively a much better team, specifically. Um, Obviously, he's got the injury issues. We all know that. But for the sake of the wages he's on, I can't imagine he's like top, top earners kind of style. Um, but in equal sense, I'm sure he's one of the leaders in the dressing room. And given how much we are losing, McGregor, Davis, Arfield, etc., you need some continuity, I think. Um, then it's a sort of no-risk sort of side. Of, I say signing, but no-risk contract, I'd say. I'm, I'm quite happy with it, personally. Yeah, and Alex, are, are you in the same boat? Are you happy to keep sort of a player like like Ryan Jack at the club, given that he does fit that um, Scottish quota type thing? Or, or I mean, where, where do you sit at all? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be a lot more harsh on him if we hadn't, if we didn't already know that he was a good player, especially at this level. You know, his, his team, you know, he's a smart player than a lot of people give credit for. So it's not as if he'll, you know, lose a step or whatever because he's not through all the games he has. You know, we all know that he won't play every game. We all know he might not even play half seasons worth games, but I'd probably... He's not going to be a top earner. He's not going to be in the top half of earners, really, especially considering he's over 30 now. His wish will be declining rather than growing. He knows he's... He's probably not going to get another big move. He's not going to get a big move, and he's not going to get to a club as big as Rangers. He'll 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 want to stay. I think they'll want to keep him, and I can see him staying definitely because uh, his role is important, no matter what, in terms of character and yeah, like uh, on the pitch as well. A few games he plays, he adds he's a value add to midfield, and I think we uh, we need more of those, you know. It's some form of content. If we're getting rid of Kamara and Lundstrom and whatever, and everyone says we need some form of continuity in the team. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you there, and it's and I, I'm I'm keen to get to hear the comments on this one because um, I, I certainly know a lot of people's thoughts on this. There's maybe one other player I would I would offer a contract extension to, but a few a few comments coming in here saying that. Um, Jack's injury prone. It's, it's so far back. Uh, there we go. Gaza Legend says says it all. If you resign Jack, who's heavily injury prone, no ambition. I, I can kind of understand that point of view because I think a lot of players are uh, sorry supporters are just at the end of the tethers. I think the players are probably at the end of the tether with, with, with injuries, um, injuries as well. But um, yeah, Ian, list of players here. Kent, I know controversial. Morelos, we know is Ofsky, Jack. Hollander, Arfield, Davies, McGregor, they're all the players that are out of contract at the end of the season. I know where I stand on this. Is there anybody else? And I, I cannot wait for the comments for this one to come in to, to let us know um, <laughs> what they think about this. But is there anybody else you'd be offering a, a, an extension to? Not one. Not one. I, I'm, not, I even I'm Arfield? not even Scott Arfield. Not even Scott No, I, I know. I love Arfield. I, I still do think he can offer us something off the bench. So I see the argument. But I would be more annoyed that he then takes the place of someone who can have that role. And as I'm watching this game, I'm thinking Lowry is the kind of prime example, to be honest. Um, like, I, I mean, if I saw tomorrow, Arthur would sign a one-year extension. I'm not raging, whereas the rest of them, I'm probably raging. So there's that kind of leeway with it. But I, I think he started, what, maybe between five and ten league games this season. 
never looked apart from the start. Obviously, off the bench, a totally different story, especially that Aberdeen game. But I just don't really see the value of blocking someone else's path who could come in and make a long-term impact and, and become that starting player um, enough to justify giving them that new deal. I, I think it's just part of the whole start afresh, get new blood in mm-hmm. and try and sort of change how things have been going lately. As harsh as that may be to someone like Arfield, who's a constant professional and, like I say, obviously seems a really good guy for the club. But We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Yeah, no, that's 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 fair enough. Um, Alex will be back in two minutes. I've just I'll ask him to see if we can, uh, if we can do something about that internet connection because I, I agree. I don't know who it was that put it in the comments. It was it was so funny. Yeah. I, I was doing my best to understand him there, but he's it's because he's so far away. Um, that's exactly what it is. Um, right, look, um, we'll get into the next the next part of the pod, Tyrion, um, and and I'm sure Alex will be back with us soon. But there's been some links. Uh, with with a lot of new players uh, this week, and I'm always interested to hear what what everybody's got to say about them. I know we were we were talking about them. I know the last time uh, we had we had Alex on, Alex was was very 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 um, forthright in his, his views and opinions on, on Jack Butlin signing, um, which I absolutely loved because some mm. people are just I don't know, not won't give a full opinion of it. But you, I love it when when you go when people go against the grain. Um, with that, um, look, I'll, I'll come to you first here, Alex. The, the first player that, that that's been heavily linked, and I'm sure we profiled them on our Twitter as well, is Austin Trusty. He's on loan at Birmingham from Arsenal. 24 year old plays largely at centre back, but he can fit into left back. I wonder if we've heard that a million times before when it comes <laughs> to Rangers players. Um, he's featured 44 times for Birmingham this season. Uh, I, I don't know if it's actually officially been confirmed, but I've, I saw on social media and, and in our group chat that he was, he'd been given the player of the year for Birmingham, um, which I think speaks a lot. He's featured nearly every game, chipped in with four goals for a, for a centre-half, which I think is always decent as well, because I'm one of those firm believers is that you've got to get goal, like a few goals a season from your centre-half. It could be the difference between winning and losing a, a title. Um, is this the left-sided centre-half that, that Rangers should be looking at, Alex, given that... I personally feel that that Ben Davis. I think he'll be away um, in the summer. Um, is this a guy we should be looking at? Yeah, no, I definitely think I'll uh, I'll, I'll stand firm on my Jack Butler's uh, opinion. That he's not yeah, good enough. And he shouldn't come in. But Austin Trust, like he's uh, strong. He's comfortable on the ball in terms of carrying it forward. You know, like um, like John Surrey can step into midfield. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's got a good head and shoulders. He's intelligent the way he moves as well. And if he can play as a more defensive alternative to Red Van Yilmaz in big games, yeah, I'm on with it. Yeah, and uh, Ian, the, the only thing I, I would I would say about this that I've got a wee bit of a of a question mark over is why. And I was the same with Matondo when he signed. See when all that chat was going about, or. Oh, Schalke signed them from Man City for 13 million quid. We're getting a, a bargain here. And I, there was huge question marks for me. Like, why is a guy who was signed for 13 million quid two years ago um, only getting sold for, for 3 million quid? That makes no sense in, in football in terms whatsoever. Um, the rumoured fee that Rangers would be paying for him is allegedly about two, two and a half million. And that's what Arsenal bought him f- uh, for, for from uh, Colorado, I believe it was. Does that worry you at all? And is this is this a player that we should be looking at? Should we be looking at at, at new centre halves? I think, like you say, Davies is likely to go. I I'd maybe one of the rare ones who would keep Davies. I'd still like him. I'd, I'm probably going to hate the comments because I feel like everyone has just turned against him so aggressively <laughs> the last couple of weeks. But I would keep Davies. I quite like him, so I don't see it as a priority position. But I guess when you're losing like Holanda, we know Suter's injury record. We saw what happened this season. It doesn't help to uh, 1-0 in that game. Um, 
it doesn't hurt to bring in a, a player with that kind of promise. He's obviously played plenty of football this season, so that's a very good sign. Um, and I don't, I don't have a worry about the, the fee thing because just because a player doesn't make it at Arsenal, I mean, you get, you get what was it, player, either a young player, you get player of the year at Birmingham. So I'd say the championship's a much higher standard than he would be playing up here week in, week out. So for the sort of nominal fee, it sounds like it's going to be, I, I'm quite keen on it. I've seen one YouTube compilation of him and <laughs> I liked I liked it. So yeah, count me in for him. Yeah, that's fair enough. It'll be it'll be an interesting one. Um, guys, can let us know in the in the comments there what you what you think of of uh, a player like him signing there. Teddy Bear says I don't mind Davies as long as he's playing with Goldson though. I think that's that's fair that's enough. Fair. I think he yeah. does look a, a lot better with Goldson. But I think find me a Rangers centre half and I'll include San. Well, maybe not a centre half if you're saying Sands, uh, <laughs> King, Davies. Um, all, all those guys were, were even Calvin Bassey, I think you could put into that. I think he was much, much better um, at, at centre half, uh, especially alongside Golden. I mean, because how many interviews have we heard with Golden or, or, or guys have been talking about how he's just been, you know, brought in and, and, and talked him alongside um, whoever he's been playing with here? Um, the next player uh, here, I think, that we will look into, Ian, is Carlan Grant. 25-year-old, and this is this is the most interesting point, I think, about this whole thing when I was doing my, my very limited research on this guy, was he actually qualifies to play for Scotland, so I don't know if he would count as a homegrown player if he was signed as well. Um, but uh, he's been at, out of favour at West Brom this year, made a few sporadic appearances, and this doesn't get the, the juices flowing at all. He scored three goals <laughs> in 31 games. Um what do you think of a guy like there? You've just been talking about the championship, you know, talking about the level that it's at. Um, is this is this the type of guy that we should be signing? You, does this excite you, Carlan Grant from West Brom being linked? I don't know if excites me is the right word, but I do think it could be a very good signing. Um, was it 50 million or something West Brom paid from like a couple of seasons ago? So he's no mug. He's certainly got ability. He's got a bit about him. Um, I was surprised he was 25, but I've, I feel like I've heard about him for years, so I thought he was near other 30s, so that's another positive. It's sort of matching that profile that Bill seems to want to go for. I mean, Cantwell's a year of difference. Raskin, I think, would be a year younger as well, so it fits in with what I think he's trying to do. I don't think he counts for the homegrown thing purely from like football manager knowledge. I think he has to be literally in Scotland for those sort of pre-20 years, so I could, hopefully I'm wrong. It might be, but I think he has to be here physically to count but ah, okay it might get in some kind of loophole maybe europe or something who knows um, yeah but i think if we, we speak about cholak leaving morelos leaving roof is roof we do need maybe two or three up front so i wouldn't expect grant to be coming in as like the main man and if if we're getting maybe a cut deal or some kind of like loan to buy or something like that he's, I mean, he's got a decent scoring record obviously he mentioned three goals this season it's not great but um Cantwell had a tough time down there this season and hadn't scored any, so it's a very different standard and I think he could come up and do quite well. So, I'd, again, I feel like I'm saying this for everybody, but again, I'd be all for it. Yeah, that, again, fair comment. Um, Al, it's good to have you back again. Um, we're talking about Carlan Grant there, the, mm. the West Brom striker, scored three goals in 31 games. And and I know that's a really difficult stat to judge it on, but he is a striker, so it's the it's the one that counts, I suppose. Um, mm -hmm. Would you be excited about a guy with a record like that signing for Rangers? Eden's just said there that that you know he certainly thinks that if he was to come in, he wouldn't be you know there'd be other strikers coming, and I think that goes without saying. But where do you stand in signing a guy like um, uh, Carlin Carlin Grant um, from West Brom? Mm -hmm. Struggle to, uh, to support. I mean, I, I trust the. Uh, you can hear me right. My, we're all breaking up again. My. Yeah, it's okay. That's fine. I said if you was well, if you got a laptop or whatever or a phone, whatever, maybe just switch to that and we'll try one last Aye. time. If Aye. not, Ian and I will will hold hold the fort down in in the meantime. All right. We'll we'll see you on the other side, Alex. All right. <laughs> Um, right, Ian. I'll, I'll I'll stick with you for for this question. We sort of touched a wee bit on it um, 
earlier on, and it was something that, that, that JB said last week, and, and, and I'm quite keen to explore this idea, but um, where do you... It's more about the, the, the profile of players that we're signing, and I think Grant sort of sits in that profile. Players that are English, out of favour at their current clubs, we could get them in a bit of a cut deal, bring them in, build their value up, and then sell them on. Is that is that the, the sort of model that, that you think that, that Rangers... Sh- should be looking at and is this the markets that they should be looking at i think it makes perfect sense yeah i think jb's i mean have his question directly somebody in the group chat asked about in a year's time if camel keeps up the sort of positive form that he's been showing and you got a 15 16 million pound bid should you let him go we should any kind of money like that for any player we should just let them go um the markets we're working in you kind of need to buy cheap try and get them back on track and then sell on and obviously these guys being english they're always going to be wanted down south. They have that little English premium thing that every English footballer has, and yeah. they help they help meet Premiership rules, European rules, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, mm. and this if Callan Grant comes in for two million, has a good season and a half, good couple of seasons, and we sell for seven, eight, nine million, job done, gets us good profit. We then reinvest, go again. That's the model we need to keep trying to enforce and get in the rhythm of because we we can't have the Kent Morelos. Kamara sort of situations happen every season. It's just not sustainable for a club like ours. Yeah, Robert Carmichael here says, in terms of Carline Grant, he said he would rather have have Nisbet. To be honest, I, I'm absolutely not convinced that's not Ross's uh, burner account <laughs> doing that one because we know how often we hear the the Nisbet chat and this is Ibrooks Ibrooks group chat. Alex, good to have you back. That looks a lot better. So fantastic. So we'll stick with that. Um, the last player, um, Alex, that, that I'd quite like to talk about, and I know you were keen, you posted a few a few um, clips of him into this is Ibrook's group chat, or the now infamous WhatsApp chat today, um, and that is Hadji Wright. Initially, when this was talked about, I actually thought, well, I think it was Jock first posted it in our group, <laughs> I thought that Hadji and Wright had both been linked to moves with Turkey. Yanis Hadji, I can kind of understand, but Scott Wright, I was like, mm. must be the same agent Chris Boyd and Kenny Miller and Alan McGregor had at some point. Um, but uh, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a USA international, I think he's got seven or eight caps, plays for Atlanta score in Turkey. 25-year-old, can, it says in his profile, can play in either wing, centre-forward. Looks absolutely tall in terms of he's humongous in terms of he's really really tall um but alex what, what do you think about a guy like that he scored 20 i made 25 appearances and scored 15 goals um what what do you think about a guy like that playing for rangers do you think he he would suit beal's style of system i uh i like him i and i, I think as well it's important to know that he, he got a similar return last season as well so this isn't like a one-season wonder we're, we're getting. You know, he went to the, uh, the World Cup with the United States, scored against uh, the Netherlands in the round of 16. Uh, he's, you know, playing at a decent level in Turkey. He's earning plaudits. I think he's uh, I think he's definitely someone to watch. Yeah, I definitely I definitely would take him, especially not just for his versatility, but the fact he can lead a line at a higher level and it's been proven, yeah. Yeah, and the, the other thing as well that I think is quite interesting about this was um, it, I can't. It was on social media, so I, I can't remember was it yourself that they might have posted this, Alex, as well into the group chat. But it was rumored that, uh, and it's Turkish um, speculation, so so make of that what you will. But it was rumored that Rangers have put already put a seven million pound bid in for them, and that they're actually looking um, for for closer to about about ten million pounds. Um, yeah, I think your face says it all. Do you think that's about the right valuation for a player like that? Or, or what's your thoughts on, on how much he's alleged to, to cost us? And that's for uh, you, Alex. Yeah, I wouldn't. Me, Ian, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have uh, valued him at half that, maybe. I think, uh, I, I think Turkey was his entry point into Europe. If I uh, remember correctly, so I think it's definitely a, um, a definitely that's an inflated figure. That's definitely a journalist looking for clicks. I don't know, uh, maybe maybe seven million lira. That's about five hundred <laughs> grand or something. So uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. It's definitely more what I'd be willing to pay for him. 
But uh, I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, he's you know double digits two years running in a European league. I don't know. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, um, you know, I'll ask you uh, something maybe a bit different, but still in relation to the to the seven million pounds. Genuinely, can you see Rangers splashing out on that this season or on a on a striker like that, or just just any player in general? Uh, my, my opinion is is that if we are going to spend that amount of money, it has to go towards a, a forward. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that definitely. Um, but I don't see us spending seven million, but. The only thing I'd caveat that with is that I could have seen us spending sort of four or five on Tillman. So if that's been eliminated, that could lead me to think we're maybe going to spend five, six, max of seven on a striker. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just, I don't, I don't see it. I just don't, I don't think we have the power to do that these days, um, unless we're selling like Kamara, Haji. On a, a few more just to kind of get towards double figures in sales to then bring in one big sort of coup signing. Um, but I mean, the, the squad needs that much that I, I don't think it'd be the right thing to do to spend all that on one player when there's no guarantee he comes in here and hits the ground running. He could get injured early doors, could take away to settle, all these kind of things. And then we're left with the same sort of squad we have now and just one more guy sitting on the bench. So I don't see it and I wouldn't really be all for it. Table tell, I guess. Yeah, that's fair enough. And Alex, I'll come to you in the next few question here. And I'm only asking this because I've seen a few a few comments um about it. Reese Bell here says get a loan for Joe Rebo and see how he does. He was brilliant last season. Southampton are being annihilated back to the championship, so we're for short. Um David Hutchison also says a Rebo I loan. Um if that move became available, and I said I'm only asking that because it's been talked about in the comments what what what's your what's your thoughts on that move alex and and by the way tell us how you really feel about it <laughs> that's that's for you alex just knowing that's that that's all i'm getting out of you oh, no, maybe, again. oh that's fine we've, we've, we've lost him again but that's all right ian same question to you how would you feel about resigning um, Joe on, on loan I'm not even saying this for the purpose of having a pod where two people disagree, but I'd be all for Arivo coming back. Oh. I, I don't get the hate. I mean, he, he left with no sort of negative side to it in terms of he's going to try and challenge himself at his top league. No one sort of had any hate of him going. He was available every single week. He played up front. He played right wing, centre mid, left back. He covered a lot of positions for us. Didn't let us down too much performance-wise, albeit his numbers could have been a lot higher. I think we all know that. Um, but if it was a sort of loan, I mean, we're not going to spend the seven million, obviously, we sold him for. So, you know, a cut price fee to get him back, a loan. He's still probably to hit his prime age wise. I mean, he's, he's what, 26 ish? He's not like past or anything like that. Um, I, I wish Alex was here to tell me I'm wrong, but I'd take him. Absolutely. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I think so. It's certainly Are you in talk with it? Are you? Would you want him back? So, listen, I was just about to bring this comment up from, from Douglas McIntyre. Aribo, <laughs> yes, getting back with your ex always works. That That's maybe the way I feel about it. I don't... I don't know. I mean, is if we brought a Rebo back, would that would that keep get Glenn Kamara happy, maybe or something like that? But we maybe see a bit of a performance at Glenn Kamara and get the old band back together. And band. See what, <laughs> exactly. See see what Bassie's doing and see see if we can get Bassie on loan from from Ajax as well. I just think I can I can see I can sort of see the merits in in having the discussion about it, but I just I can't I can't see it happening. I mean, if you're looking at a guy like Joe Rebo, I mean. I mean, if I'm in his position, I, I don't think, and this is where my Rangers supporters hat off, I'm looking at it from a professional footballer who has no ties to football clubs type thing, I'd be looking at a move to the to the championship because I think and down there, if you went back to Rangers, a lot of people would see that as, as, as regression. But I think, I don't know, is the honest answer to it. I, I've said that and I'm like, I we could do with a player. <laughs> to a repo in, in yep. the team at times um, because in the big games because that's something that's been certainly I'm looking at maybe guys like like Tillman and stuff like that but um, in the big game you know it's been leveled at Tillman that he hasn't done it in the big games a Rebo did it in the big games we saw him doing it quite a few times so there's that also 
he scored big goals and I mean, it doesn't get any bigger than scoring a goal in a, yeah. in a European uh, Cup final. So, yeah, there is that. But again, I just I don't know if... if it's um, a very lazy link. That's something I've seen a few people saying, like, move on. It's it's very, like, obvious. So it could just all be... I don't think there is paper chat or anything like that just now. It's more just an opinion thing. But it would be quite lazy scouting or lazy sort of... I don't target, I guess you could say. Obviously, he worked with Bale, former player, only just left, struggling, yada, yada. It's, I can see why it'd be a bit boring to a lot of people. You know, we want freshness, we want all this change, and it's possibly a backward step. But if you're saying the whole Rangers hat off thing, he's a good player, always yeah. available. Suited <sighs> how he played. It's a hard I one. Mean, I know that. Yeah, listen, if he, I, I honestly don't know. See, if, if all things, if Ariba wanted to come and Bill wanted him to come, I, I wouldn't stand, oh, I'm saying that like I've got any say in it. Like <laughs> I, 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 you know, he wouldn't stand in the way of it. If, if yeah. Bill did it, I, w- I would be for it. But but I just cannot, I cannot see it see it happening. Um, Craig Cartner of this parish, he's com- completely contradict herself, Kyle. It's an eye from you. <laughs> so, listen, I... I I do it sometimes. I've been doing it with Tillman all season. I've been like, yep, we need to sign this guy. And then currently I'm at, we don't need to sign this guy. Then I saw the PFA thing and I'm like, oh, maybe we do need to sign this guy. Um, but as, again, it depends what, what he wants. And look, th- there's one last player um, I want to come on and, and, and talk about here, Ian, and that is um, Kieran Dill. Um, the reason I'm talking about him, I know we talked about him a wee bit last week, but uh, Todd Cantwell talked about him on that press conference. It was it was brilliant to be here and, and hear it straight from the horse's mouth. He really seemed excited and keen. Obviously, didn't give anything away in terms of, you know, if he, he was signing or anything like that. But I just thought it was very interesting. He was asked the question about Kieran Dill, but I thought it was very interesting the way he answered that. Is this a guy that... It fits into that model that we talked about before. Maybe he yep. he's slightly different in terms of he's not out of favour, he's out of contract. Um, what what was your thoughts on a guy signing like like Kieran Dow if he does indeed sign for Rangers? It's not the sexiest signing that's going to sort of excite people. I don't think. I mean, Cantwell came with all this reputation. He had so much potential a few years ago, and obviously we're trying to rekindle that. Whereas Dowell is not so much a household name. I don't think many people up here would have seen him play too often. Um, but from sort of again watching YouTube clips and seeing a bit about him, he seems like a quite a tidy player. That left foot that again people talk about like a cultured left foot and stuff like that. He seems to have a good pass on him, good shot on him. I think he would suit us in the same way that I'm not going to sit and talk about Celtic players too much, but but Matt O'Reilly kind of plays for Celtic, try to kind of carve open teams, getting plenty of assists. That's the kind of player I see him being like, and it's a player that we could do with because our midfields just not get any sort of creativity about it at times so all for it in that sense but I've seen a few comments already he does seem quite injury prone yeah. I think if you look at like flash score and live score the last 20-30 games it's just like injured, 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 injured so there's a big risk it looks like taking him on but if it's out of contract there's no fee so obviously that balances out a little bit um, and I don't think Cantwell talks about him unless it's pretty close or has happened anyway so I think it's one that whether we want it or not pressure that one's there or thereabouts at this point. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, there's a few things. Uh, RSE72 here, he says Dowell is out right now with a with a cruciate. Robert Carmichael said it was it really was a glowing reference from from Cantwell. I know JB on on last week's pod again, he having sort of Everton connections. I know he's uh, <laughs> uh, said that he looks like a, a decent player from from what people have heard round about him. Um, as a, the thing that he's got going for him above everything else, apart, apart from being injury prone, is that. Um, is that he's out of contract? It's it's as simple as that. Callum C here says he's the first name in the injury um, list as well. But 
Yeah, hey ho, we'll, we'll see. It's, it could be more exciting to be to be linked with with other players, but hey ho, Kieran Dell, a guy I think I'll happily welcome at Rangers given his profile. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how that pans out over the next the next few weeks. But it, it looks like he will be signing for Rangers. Um, Ian, the the sort of next question here, and and again, this might be a bomb in the comments, uh, but I'm always keen to to see exactly what what people. Um, what people think and, and get their opinions on it, but it's to do with with Tav and Tillman. They made the the PFA Team of the Year. Um, I was genuinely a bit surprised to see Tav in there. I don't know if it's just that's us as, as Rangers supporters just having a really really high bar. Um, but again, I think he's. He's, he's, he's in double figures for goals and double figures for assists again for, for a right back, which any season out of context is is absolutely phenomenal. Um, Malik Tillman, I'm maybe not as surprised to see him in there, given some of the goals that he scored, some of the sort of flicks, tricks and stuff like that that he's done, and that always tends to sort of impress opposition players that are that are that are voting for you, but. Have we maybe been a bit too harsh on, on on both these players this season? And and I'd like to get people's comments or thoughts in the comments on Tav specifically. Has he had a better season than what we think, or or, or where, where do you stand on on what I've just said there? Something I'll say about Tav is that if we'd sold Tav last summer and bought in a replacement who had the numbers that Tav has, I don't think anyone would question this. I think, like you said, double digits assist, double digit goals. Some big moments. Um, the Celtic game obviously lost, but he was incredible that game. It's just maybe not been at the same standard as the last few seasons, or the team around him at least hasn't been that same standard. But I think he's still done pretty well this season, all things considered. I mean, he's going to walk away another trophy, so immediately people will call him a failure, call him a loser, all this kind of stuff will, will come in here. Um, but this this is voted for by the players, so. It shows a lot. Again, you touched on Tillman already, but just because he's not hit the heights that we maybe think he can, same goes for Tav. He's still a wonderful player. He's still probably very difficult to play against. That goes for both of them. So if your fellow pros are voting for you to that kind of extent, given how successful Celtic season has been for us to have these guys in there, it says a lot about them like individually for me. Yeah, I said if if that is Callum Beatty in there, hi to you, Callum. But he says Tav should be uh, tried it at right back, in my opinion. Um, there's a few other op- uh, opinions in here. Curry Muncher has all telling us what he thinks. Uh, if I ever took a dead ball, I'd be in double figures. <laughs> he has been shit all four games, Max. Should not be captain. Um, never mind the squad. I know we talked about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Callum C here says Tav scores 100, but he's cost 200. Um, and, and Robert Carmichael here says, Tav is the best right-back in the country by a mile. I'm a Tav fanboy, but he's dragged through games of his goals. Deserves far more credit than, than he gets at times. So, um, there we go. Uh, Craig Hart. <laughs> the silence emoji. Uh, I, think, I think we all know why he's he's doing that there. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm of the opinion that it, it's fantastic to see a guy like Tav getting getting recognition, but I, I think he has overall had had a poor season. Um, and 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 not being to, to his best, it's but it's it's one of these things again. We've talked about it. We could spend a, dedicate a whole hour um, talking about Tav as well. Um, right. So this is a point in the podcast where I was supposed to be nicely brought on to to the B team game. Um, yeah, I know. I've, sure? I've, I've been I've been watching bits and bobs of it, and and I've seen I've seen the the scoreline, which is far from ideal. Given that, that I think that was the the scoreline. At full time, the last time um, the B team squad was at Ibrox. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a few players here I want to talk about. And like one in specific, um, the Alec Lowry. I was a bit shocked to see him um, starting for for the B team, given that that he was he's been in and around the first team squad. He was on the bench for the weekend. Alec, what has happened to a guy like Alex Lowry this season? Ian, where 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 do you stand at all? Um, yeah, where do you stand at all? It's difficult because he had a very difficult moment. Of course, he lost a family member, so you just you don't know how much that affected him. And before that, yeah. he got that challenge at Dumbarton, which was still a shocker. That that tackle's ridiculous. So yeah. he's had a tough season, sort of on and off the pitch. But it sort of goes back to the the whole thing I said earlier about not keeping Arfield and a couple more guys like that. I want to see Lowry getting those minutes on the pitch for the first team, 
a wee consistent run. I mean, there's no better time than these upcoming games um, to see what he can do and see if he can fulfil this potential that we've heard about for a couple of years now. Um, it's going to get to the stage where it's it's t- time's ran out for him, which I don't think anyone's want to see. We all want to see Scottish boys coming through, getting game time and becoming consistent first-team players. It's better for us. It's better long-term because they're going to hopefully fetch his millions of pounds down the line. But mm. you start to wonder at this point, is it a bit too late? Um, Bill obviously had a few comments about him. Was that like a month or two ago? Saying like, would your teammates pick you? That kind of thing. Gio never really fancied him either at any point, albeit it was injured at times, but it gives you a bit of a worry of what happened in training because we see moments, we, even this game, I mean, we've not been watching sort of fully, but a couple of wee flicks around the corner, could have had an assist or two, scored a penalty, which is obviously good, but I just feel like there's something star quality in there, but are we ever going to get to see it on the pitch? It kind of comes down to whether Lowry makes that manager have that decision or not, so... A bit of a worry at this point, I think. Yeah, listen, let, let's get an opinion on it. Um, li- live from Ibrooks, we can we can hear you in a wee bit of background noise here. Ross, can you hear us? Hi, guys, how are you doing? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, how, how are you doing? That it's we're sort of we've been watching bits and bobs of this game 3 1 at half time. Give us your summary of the match so far. Well, it's an interesting one. I think uh, Rangers started the game pretty brightly, to be honest with you. I think the first 20 minutes. Uh, they looked like the better team, and uh, we've seen a few missed chances, a couple from Robbie Ewer, one from Zach Lovelace, and yeah, like I said, I think it started well, but I think it just sums up Rangers at the moment, unfortunately, the the whole club, there's there's defensive mistakes in there, and uh, unfortunately, we've been we've been punished again, uh, the first goal, Lewis McKinnon's looking to, to shield the ball out of the park, uh, it doesn't do well enough, in my opinion. Ball's taken off him and, and Adam Brooks scores. I think we've seen again the, the second goal. Another defensive mistake is a really good finish, to be fair, from the boy from the edge of the box. And and, and the third one, Kelsey Ewan, again, caught in possession. And just <laughs> our Rangers una- unable to recover. Of course, uh, you see a goal from Alex R- Lowry from the penalty spot. Robert Ewer was brought down. But I think it just sums up Rangers right now at the moment, Kyle, to be honest, throughout the club that... You know these these defensive mistakes are are you know killing us in games and and that goes into the B team. So yeah, uh, it's been a bit of a strange half. Uh, that's that's the best way to put it. But well, there's plenty of time left in this game, and I'm I'm sure the B team will be sitting that dressing room feeling that they they can bring this game back after that Alex Lowry penalty. Yeah. So RFC fifty six comes in here. He says um, the B team are let down by the defence. Um, I. I felt sort of similar about that given that, that, that I was at the, the last game where, where the old firm B team took place at Ibrooks. I thought defensively there was a few mistakes in there. I get these guys are, are young but at that level you would you would expect them to do maybe a wee bit better but ignoring the defence talk to us about, about some of the guys. Has anybody impressed you? Has anybody stood out in the game so far? And, I, and I'm sure people are, are keen to, to hear about uh, Alex Lowry in particular. Um, I know there's been a, a couple of comments coming in saying that he was a bit wasteful that first half, but, but how has he been? Because I know there's been shouts for him to, to play from now until the end of the season. Yeah, I, think I can see a few comments there that, about the comments of my, my dress sense here tonight. I, I would Honestly, I'll tell you, it's pretty cold. I, I know that it's sunny, but the, the, the wind through the press county really gets to you, so I'm glad I'm wearing this jacket. <laughs> but yeah, Alex Lowry, I think... I think we've definitely seen glimpses in the in the first half from Alex Lowry about his kind of technical ability. I think there was a few nice touches. I think he played one of, a, a ball round the corner at one point to, to Zach Lovelace. He managed to get the ball back. He beat a few men in the edge of the box, broke into the, in, into the box himself, and unfortunately the ball ricocheted and hit his arm, so there was a foul given. But yeah, but I mean, we're definitely seeing glimpses from Lowry. Again, I don't, he, he doesn't look match fit, unfortunately, so... That's going to take him a wee bit of time, but yeah, we've definitely seen glimpses. Other than that, uh, Bailey Rice again for such a young boy looks really assured. Uh, he's done really well again. I know he performed really well last week for the under 18s and, and he looks the part tonight. Really composed in possession. Another interesting one is, is Aaron Lyle in midfield. He's actually playing in, in a two in midfield tonight next to Bailey Rice, which is something I haven't seen before from the B team. Mm-hmm. So he's playing that role actually really well, you know, next to Bailey Rice. Of course, the scoreline doesn't suggest that, but it, it, you, you would usually see Aaron Lyle one line forward. So 
there, there are some positive signs in there. I'd like to see a wee bit more from Robbie Ewer and Zach Lovelace. I think we've seen certain times where Zach Lovelace has got the ball down and he's drove with it and he's made it difficult for defenders. But I'd, I'd like to see a wee bit more from Robbie Ewer this half. Uh, there's a couple of chances he's missed and yeah, it's a wee bit disappointing. So yeah, definitely need to see more from the from the forward line in the second half. Yeah, speaking of that forward line, you mentioned him a wee bit there, and, and maybe from a personal point of view, I'm always keen to hear about this guy because I, I think there's something in there with um, Zach Lovelace. How, how's he been so far? I've, I've seen a couple of times he's 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 had a, a difficult time of it, but I've seen him wrestling for the ball against a few of the opposition players a few times there, Ross. But how, how's he been this game? Yeah, I, I think what Zach Lovelace has for his age is he is very physical. You know, he's a really good build for his age, and, and he definitely uses that effectively. It, it's quite common for him to to break with the ball, but he allows defenders to kind of catch him in a way to use his, his strength to kind of hold off and, and move forward with the ball. So we've seen that a few times. I think there's more to come from Zach Lovelace, and I think we've seen that last week in the under 18s game. He had a bit of an up and down game, and I would say the same tonight. I, I'm not. I'm not going to pin the blame on him. It's not his fault that the team are 3-1 down, but I think there's more to come, and I'd, I'd like to see more in the second half. From both of them, he's not alone. Uh, I think Robbie Ewer is the one next to him that I'm expecting a wee bit more from. So, you know, you've got someone in there, Alex Lowry. It's worth noting that the, the B team are playing the same system that Michael Beale wants to play. They are playing a 4-3-1-2 tonight. Um, so that's something that, that is relatively interesting in there as well. And... I just want to see a wee bit more from that front three. And like I said, Alex Lowry in there, you know, we do have someone really, really creative behind them. So hopefully the boys yeah. can get their chances second half and take them. So before I let you go, it's a difficult question here, Ross, I'll, I'll end on. But, I mean, you said you want to see a wee bit more from the front three. What what have Rangers got to change in that second half to overcome this 3-1 deficit? Well, I think they just need to get back to playing the way they were in the first 20 minutes, to be honest with you. I think a couple of defensive mistakes have allowed Celtic to take quite a, a comfortable lead and, and credit to them. The, the, some really good finishes in there that it has to be said. So I think they just have to get back to what they were doing in the first 20 minutes. They were pressing high, they were winning balls in good areas and they were creating chances from it. And they just, you know, they, they took their foot off the gas a wee bit and, and unfortunately let Celtic, you know, like I said, take that lead. So get back to what we've seen in the first 20 minutes and uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident that Rangers can, can get back in this game in the second half. Yeah, well, go try and enjoy that second half, and hopefully there's a, a few goals from a from a blue perspective at the end of it, and and Rangers will be lifting the Glasgow Cup, but we will see. But listen, Ross, that was something different. I'm glad that worked in uh, safe travels home when it comes to it. All right, my man. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kyle, and yeah, I hope everyone enjoys the second half, and hope we, we see a, a good comeback from this Rangers B team. Thank you. Yeah, we will. We will see. Right, take care, Ross. Uh, right there we go. That was that was pretty something different there, Ian. I'm absolutely stunned that worked. To be fair, um, it was can, it, yeah, it was quite good. Oh, we'll be we'll be signing our uh, deals with, with with Sky Sports um, <laughs> quite soon, uh, I'm sure. Um, right, so uh, we were sort of talking there about some of the youth team players. Basically, my sort of main question was: Is can you see any of these guys breaking into the first team? Um, and and next season, season after, and I think we we covered the four guys that are likely to do that. Alec Lowry, you could maybe see he's already partly broken into it. Um, Bailey Rice, Zach Lovelace, and Aaron Lyle. I know the last time I was at Ibrox, despite the defeat, I was really, really impressed with, with Bailey Rice. Stood out like a sore thumb for, could not believe that he was only 16 um, years old and, and playing at that level. And Aaron Lyle as well, looks like a really, really determined um, player, direct um, can you see any of these guys making headway into the first team next season? It's possible. I mean, it's possible. It's, Bailey Rice, in particular, looks like he could. He's got that bit of composure about him, but he's also probably the youngest guy on that pitch, which is a very good sign for him because, like you say, he's 16. Most of the rest will be 17, 18, pushing 19 kind of thing. So that will help him. But I think one of the comments as well was the defence lets us down these games and the four guys we're talking about are the four guys at the top of the park. So it, it says a lot. I mean, it's it's difficult to put in. If that defence isn't to the same standard that these guys are, it doesn't help them at all at this point. I mean, we're not going to learn much from this game from Lowry. He could score a hat-trick. Wouldn't really do much for him because he's, he's done that before. But it's just all about putting them in that first-team environment. Obviously, it's big pre-season for each and every one of them. And if they can have a good pre-season, mix it with the guys who are first-team, 
and show their worth, then I think there's no better time than now. Bill seems quite youth, not youth focused, but he wants to push on the youth and you hope the whole structures behind the scenes, all these changes help bring these guys on just that extra level that we need them to be. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's a difficult position to be in. I'm not I'm just not too sure I can see many of these guys in, in the first team. I think Bailey Rice will be in the next few years, but I can I've, I've got a feeling he's got a bit of the Billy Gilmore's about him that is he's a he's a very, very good talent for his age. And he might be going away down to England, but he's a guy I hope to see in um, for for a wee while at Rangers, at least anyway, and hopefully make a couple of first team appearances as well. Um, right, look again. There's a we'll sort of wrap up here. I know we're nearly at the hour mark, um, Ian. So there's a small matter of an old firm game in, at the weekend. I know nobody says that it's it's meaningless. I'm sure the the players will. Um, you know, be, be up for it and wanting to, to prove something in, in the last game of the season. But what's your thoughts overall on this game? And I don't want to ask if it matters because obviously every game, every old firm game matters. But I mean, can you see us getting anything from this at all? Or, or how, how do you feel about it? I'm one of the few people that think this game is very, very important. Um, my reason behind that is that there's a crop of players here who we're probably going to play because we know they're going to be here next year, same sort of 11 as last week. They've never had that victory over Celtic. I know it's a pointless victory. It would do very little, like, league-wise or position-wise, nothing like that's going to change, obviously. But for, like, guys like Cantwell, Raskin, um, a couple more, Yilmaz, they've never been on the pitch to beat Celtic. So just getting that little sort of stumbling block out of the way, I think, can be massive. Give Bale his first win over Celtic. There's a lot of little small factors to this that, to me, make it a massive thing. Like, we've not won in, what, seven old firm games? Um, yeah. I think that one was the one they won extra time. So if you're, if you're looking at, like, 90 minutes, you're talking nine or ten since that 1-0 Hollander game. So it's been a while, and we need to start turning this tide a little bit. And a win on Saturday, for me, starts that, gets these guys a win. I just want them to leave the pitch happy, not pissed off, not missing chances, not regretful. Fans likewise get a bit of a bounce going into the summer because if we lose this game, when we have literally no pressure on us, they have no fans, everything's in our favour in a way for this. No major injuries kind of thing, other than the usuals. If we go to lose this game, that's just going into summer just in another negative mood. More comments about Bale, more negative feedback about this, this squad and yeah, it's big for me. As much as people may try and talk it down a little bit, it's still a big one. Yeah, I think I think I agree with you there. I think it sets us up for for next season. Um, I suppose with that, and it's I mean, you, you want to win every game against Celtic. That absolutely goes without um saying uh, whatsoever. Like in terms of the 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 team lineup, in um, what are you expecting to see? Personnel changes? Are you expecting to see? Um, many people, uh, many positions changing. Uh, Robert Carmichael, perfect timing, my man, for this comment. It says, hope McCrory starts Luke Brown another way. Can't we all get another man of the match? Um, how do you... Would you like to see McCrory starting against uh, Celtic at the weekend? I think we need to see McCrory starting at the weekend. Um, there's about six or seven players that if I do see starting, I will not be happy. Um, McGregor falls into that. Barisic falls into that, albeit I don't know if he's injured or not. Um, obviously, Kent, Morelos, I don't want any of these guys starting. Albeit I don't want Sakala starting, but I don't see what else we can do up front. But um, no, I think, like I'm saying, this is this is the game that we want to put people on the pitch who are going to be here next season to give them that win and just start getting the mentality shifted a little bit. So McCrory, Yelmaz, Suter, I'm sure, is going to play anyway, but... Raskin, Cantwell, all these guys that we know are here for the long term. Matondo, I would start as well. Mm-hmm. Again, he needs this little run. Um, and just hope and pray they get a win. That Again, repeat myself, but turn the tide and start start putting more positive image on, on Bale and on this squad. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I was just selectively hearing you there or whatever, but there was one name I felt you missed out from that. I mean, I think you've pretty much named the named the team that that started against Aberdeen there for for playing against Celtic, which I am in agreement with you. I don't think we'll see many, if any, changes. 
um, for that game at the weekend. But there's one. Um, I mean, given, given what Bill said about about Alfie on 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 Sunday, um, now that there is no way I think he will feature yeah. anymore for for Rangers. I'll be I'll be shocked. At, maybe in the last home game of the season, maybe get the last two minutes of it for for an applause for the fans. But I don't I don't even know if if uh, if he'll be doing if he'll do that. But um, it's the player you might have. Thought you, I didn't hear you say there was was fashion Sakala um, up front. Um, what what would you do with with him? Would you, would you would you have him up front, or or do you try somebody else, or, or what what do you do? <laughs> I think purely because we need to, he has to. I mean, I, I think it might have been our group chat, maybe in Twitter. I've lost track now, but there was a few calls for Wright to get a start, like as a striker. Given what he done, he came on and had a decent run or two against Aberdeen, so whether he's sort of the number nine, I, I can't see that happening. Um, but if, if it's not Sakala, who's it going to be? He's not going to play Robbie Ewer. He's, by the sounds of Ross, he's not putting on a show tonight that's going to make that decision um, happen. Yeah. As I say, Morelos isn't going to play. Just made it 3-2, I think. There we go. Man of the moment, is that one? Yeah, get him starting. Get him. <laughs> see, if fair. See, if fair. see if he started. I don't think any of us can play. Like, he was pretty poor in the game a week or two ago when he got the sending off. So, again, he's maybe not put himself in, in the window for Bill right enough. But what have we got to lose at this point? I mean, I'm not saying we just go and play all the kids, but that's a good goal. I mean, if anybody's watching on YouTube, that is a good finish. It's a very Morelos Prime type finish. So, why not? I mean, I, we're not going to learn anything from Sakala playing. We're not going to learn anything from Morelos playing. So, why not? Just put him on. Like I say, no one's going to complain about it. And if he, he plays well, if he gets a goal, then there we go. We're off and running. So, again, maybe it's just the football manager guy in me. Maybe it's just the player youth guy in me. But that would excite me more than any name that I'm expecting to see, sadly. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I do tend to agree with you there. Um, look, before you go, we'll get a wee quick score prediction, and guys in the comments can let us know um, what the score prediction will be as well. Um, what, what do you think the score will be in Sunday? <laughs> I mean, I, I get, I feel like I've been on the last few old fun previews, and I've called us winning four 0 and two one, and it's not quite gone to plan. So, I'll just stick to the the one 0 set piece goal, John Sutter. That's it. One 0 quite a late goal. Win that way. Listen, I would, I would take that. I would take that all day long. Um, right now, I think just a, a solid performance. Um, and and a good goal from from somewhere. Totally agree with Davian. But look, that um, that just about about wraps up. I think that's been a, a good chat, even though we've had people popping in and people popping out. So um, something about different there. I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll we'll see what Alex is, is saying to it after it is. But listen, Ian, thanks for for sticking with us and 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 uh. And a tricky, a tricky podcast there with, with, with lots, <laughs> lots to talk about. Um, so thanks for joining us, Ian. No, at all. As I say, pleasure as always. Cheers. That was good. And uh, thanks to everybody for for tuning in, watching, and listening. Um, really enjoy the the comments as well. Everybody talking about their alcoholic beverages that they they like before before the games. That that was an interesting discussion point there. But um, listen, take care, everybody. Thanks for joining, and we'll see you all again soon. <laughs> Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.